My fellow monkeys, what's up? Old Uncle Silverback here with you on the Armed Ape Podcast, the show where we review and talk about everything from guns, gear, and movies to life in general. Nothing is ever out of bounds. As always, everything we talk about has the end goal of making our lives better by cutting through all the marketing BS using logic, reason, and honest discussions. I look forward to hearing from you soon and to your participation in the show. Well, hello, my beautiful monkeys and fellow travelers. What is going on? Today is Friday. It is the 30th, although I have recorded this a little earlier. But when you're listening to it, or I guess I should say when it's released, it will be the 30th of Friday, July the 21st. We are continuing our series of Mr. Between, and today we'll be reviewing episode three of season two entitled I Came From Your Balls. So before we jump in with that, let's go ahead and get our contact info. I do have the voicemail, which is area code 206-745-2731. If you would rather send an email to me or if you want to record your own audio and send that to me, the place to send that is thearmedape at gmail.com. All one word, thearmedape at gmail.com. If you go over to the website, which is thearmedape.com, you'll find all the buttons for my social media stuff, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you would ever consider donating to the show to help support it financially, there is a PayPal donation button. You can just click on that and follow the prompts. If you'd like to support the show in a different way, you can, again, go over to the website and click on my YouTube icon and just subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. Also, you can share the show with your friends. Tell some friends about it if you think this is something that they would like or if you think that they would like the actual show, Mr. In-Between, let them know that we're doing some reviews and we'd welcome, or, and we would welcome, there we go, sounded like Scooby there, welcome. We would welcome any participation and any ideas and comments that they would have. I think that will do it for our contact info. So let's go ahead and jump in with the show. So the show opens. We see Ray. It's at night and Ray is walking down the street and evening is uh, is just falling. He gets into a van and Gary is in the van kind of waiting on him and they kind of have a lighthearted discussion about uh, James Bond and we find out that they are actually outside of the president of the motorcycle club uh, of his house, and they're doing a little bit of surveillance. So they go out, and the uh, car comes out of the house, and they follow it. And then we cut to that to they, Ray and Allie and Britt and one of Brittany's friends are at a, uh, I guess what we call it, like a carnival or a fair or something like that. And they're having a good time. So they're having lots of fun and just, you know, doing carnival stuff. 
Allie asks Ray, well, hey, what are you guys doing for Christmas? And he's like, oh, I don't know. And she invites Bruce and Britt and, of course, Ray to come over and have lunch with her family at Christmas. And Ray says, well, I'll ask Bruce, but uh, we, Brittany and I will definitely be there. So then they decide to go have some ice cream. Well, before we get into that, I'll say, you know, what's the importance of that? If we look at, you know, Allie's reaction when he says that, he and Brittany will definitely come over there. She's she's happy. She's uh, she smiles, and I think what we're seeing with this is that she is willing to sort of accept Ray with some of his faults and it, or what she would call maybe faults or some of his maybe his uh, oh uh, what she would probably term maybe darker side. You know the the fact that he's he's willing to resort to violence. Maybe that that what we saw in the last episode where they were talking about. He gave basically her some the background of uh, some of the stuff that that he had went through as a child, and then that kind of explains maybe why he's doing some of the stuff now. Now, as a quick aside, I do not think that Allie has any suspicion. Uh, suspicion. Oh my gosh. Okay, let's back it up. Suspicion. There we go. That Ray is involved in any way, shape, or form in the criminal world. She understands that. He works security and she may, you know, here's the thing. And this is, again, one of these times where I'm doing the deal of I'm kind of adding some stuff in or filling some stuff in. I would think that if you look at what Ray's job is, he works at the club. I don't know how he would maybe support the kind of lifestyle that he's supporting. And I don't know if Allie has questions about that. I don't know if maybe perhaps... She thinks, well, maybe he's part owner in the club or he gets, you know, bonuses or something. But, you know, he's driving a BMW. He's moved, I think, out of his crappy apartment into uh, a nicer place. Uh, So, you know, I I don't know. So anyway, they go up to get some ice cream and there is a guy and his girlfriend, you know, a younger guy, probably in his mid 30s. He's upset at the, uh, what would you call him, the ice cream vendor and the, the vendor guy is just a kid. He's probably like 16, 17 years old. And the guy's complaining because he doesn't think he got enough ice cream. And the, the kid basically just kills him with kindness type stuff. Uh, but the guy was being a total douche. And uh, the guy that was complaining about the ice cream. So as he's walking away, Ray's just kind of looking at him. And then the guy's like, you know, you got a problem. And then Ray's like, you want a problem? And the guy's like, well, come on. And then Allie sort of steps in front of Ray. So she has her back to the guy and she kind of whispers, it's not worth it, Ray. And Ray lets it go. Probably in part due to, and then the guy's like, yeah, that's right. You know, and calls him, calls him a fag or something like that. Anyway, so the reason I think that Ray doesn't fight the guy or doesn't take it further is number one, his daughter and her, her little friend are there with him. So I don't think he's going to really do too much in front of his kid unless somebody actually kind of physically attacks Ray or would try to harm either Allie or one of the girls. You know, he's, he's not going to, especially with Brittany around, he's not going to do it. And the girls are kind of looking at like what's going on. And then Ray just kind of laughs it off and they go get some ice cream. We go from that scene to where we cut to 
Brittany is in her room and she's kind of hearing, you know, these sounds. And then she goes over to, she goes over to Ray's room and she opens the door. And then Allie is, Ray is, um, Allie's sort of bent over the bed and Ray is behind her and they're having sex and he's slapping her, her butt. And then of course, Brittany doesn't really understand and he just sees she just sees Ray hitting Allie and she's like, you know, don't hit Allie. And of course they're like, oh boy. And they drop. And then she was like, it's okay. Uh, Allie is to, to Brittany is like, it's all right. We're just having fun. And then she's like, well, why are you hitting her? You shouldn't hit her. And so then they have to kind of explain a little bit what's going on. She doesn't understand. And so this leads to them trying to, they basically have to have kind of like the birds and the bees talk with, uh, with Brittany. And this is where uh, they they send her back to bed. And then I think it's the next morning or maybe I think she's still in her pajamas or something. So I think they 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 talk about that, uh, you know, kind of explain kind of what sex is and that when people, you know, like adults like each other, this is one of the things and blah, blah, blah. And, And we get the line from when they're explaining you know, about uh, the birds and the bees and about uh, uh, sperm and all this stuff and where it's generated. And then race, you know, they're like, oh, it came from my testicles and like from the balls or whatever. And so she's like, I, and so she, during the talk, the line where you get the line of the episode or the title of episode is she's like, wait, so I came from your balls. And of course, Allie is, you know, trying to hold back laughter the whole time. And it's a real, it's a real kind of fun, cute little scene. But and again, the, you know, the importance of this stuff is there's a couple of things is number one is Allie really isn't embarrassed. She finds it more funny. Ray may feel a little bit uncomfortable talking about this stuff with his daughter, but, you know, it shows it's, it's a it's a well-written sh- scene. And it, again, it shows Ray's willingness to sit down with his daughter and talk about stuff and explain things because he for all his other faults, in which we've talked about, he has numerous faults, he definitely tries to be a good father and tries to do what's best for her, which we're slowly learning he probably didn't have the greatest childhood growing up. So we cut to, it could be the next morning, it could be a few days later, we're not exactly sure. Ray is still doing surveillance on the prez, and he goes to a, a little deli type thing and he goes in there to get the dimmies which he likes uh, which are like, kind of like little uh, like fried dumpling type things and as he's getting ready to leave he notices that the uh, president which I think his name is uh, Vince or Vinny I think they call him Vinny and one of his uh, one of his men one of his crew they come in Ray tries to keep himself sort of faced away so that the guy won't notice him as he's starting to walk out, the guy's like, oh, hey, Ray. He recognizes him. And so they have a, con- a little bit of a conversation, kind of catching up. And he's like, oh, man, I haven't seen you in a long time. It's good to see you. How you doing? And uh, you can see that the president, that Vinny, has a, a a genuine fondness for Ray. I think he really likes Ray. And in a in his own way, I think, you know, Ray kind of likes this guy or maybe or at the very least respects him, has respect for him. Probably this guy in the 
criminal underworld is, you know, what they would consider to be a stand-up guy. Doesn't mean he's not violent or that he, you know, wouldn't kill people or, you know, rob people or do whatever. So they, they kind of catch up a little bit and then uh, Ray is like, oh, okay, you know, I, well, I'm a little bit late. I got to run. And then he, he leaves. Another interesting thing is that Vinny mentions, oh, I'm sorry to hear about Pauly. He was a good guy. I would have come to the funeral, but I was overseas. So I don't, and this is the first you're hearing of it, I don't know who Polly is. There was never anybody mentioned in the first season and in the last couple of episodes that we've watched here, somebody talking about named Polly. Uh, so I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that was a guy maybe similar to to Gary. I don't think I I don't think it's maybe somebody related to Ray. I think it might have been just somebody who maybe Ray worked with or had a had a relationship with. The next scene we see is we're at the club, at Freddie's club. Freddie is talking to a guy who who is named Nasir. Ray walks up. He's getting ready to go in for work that evening. And Nasir says, is that him? Is that the guy? Freddie's like, no, no, no. And he's trying to hustle him down the hallway. And Nasir points to Ray and says, I'm going to teach you about loss. And Ray's like, what? And he, Ray starts coming at him. But then Freddie gets Nasir into a room and closes the door. We then cut to Ray is getting dressed for work. And he said, Ray says, that's Davros's brother, right? And he's like, why, why would you bring him here? And he's like, I know, I know. And he's like, he's just upset. You know, this guy doesn't really mean anything by it. You know, you could tell. And, and this is a very, very important scene because Ray asks, he said, is he a crim? Meaning, is he a criminal? And Freddie says, no, nah, he's just helping me with the books. And then so we see that oh, he says he's helping me with the books because he's an accountant. And uh, we see sort of Ray's expression of he's kind of like, oh, you know, okay, if this guy isn't in the criminal world, he doesn't really know, he doesn't know me, he doesn't know who I am, I'll, I'll kind of let it go. Because this guy, uh, Nasir, is is still, would be considered family to Freddy. So for Ray, out of, you know, either respect for Freddy or out of their working relationship, he'll kind of back off Nasir. Anybody else, he probably would have gone through the door and beat the hell out of Nasir right there because that guy is making a direct threat to Ray. We cut to the next scene and we see that Ray, that Bruce is over at Ray's house and Ray has taken the garage, which is how Ray's house is set up. He has, he has his house and then out in the back, there is a separate detached garage. And what Ray has done is he has gone in and he's made, he's, he's, made up the place to be basically like a little apartment for Bruce. So we see that in the uh, previous episodes that we talked about that Bruce is just so hard for him to get along because his disease is progressing. And Ray was like, you know, you need to come over and live with me. So Ray has gone and, and done that for Bruce. And there, you know, Bruce is saying something like, oh, I can't remember the last time I got laid. It's been, you know, Ray's like, well, how long? It's just like a year and a half or something like that. So I I think, again, this is a small little thing, but I think it's a thing of it's giving us a little bit of a timeline. 
So I think this stuff is probably, Bruce has probably been afflicted with this maybe for a couple of years at most. And so again, I, one of the things I kind of wish that we knew, and unless I missed it, maybe, maybe they talk about it in upcoming episodes or something like that, but unless I missed it, I don't know if, if Bruce and Ray kind of ran together uh, or not, you know, and I don't know, like I said, there was never any in, in previous, in season one, there was never any mention of it. Or if there was, I missed it. Maybe if some of you guys out there know. So anyway, what I'll do is I will go ahead and play a clip of their conversation. To set the scene a little bit, you know, Ray's fiddling around with some stuff, like a TV or he's hooking up a, you know, a DVD player or something like that. The garage door is open. The main door is open. Brittany is out playing around in the backyard and Bruce is kind of watching her and then talking with Ray at the same time. Maybe. Uh, can I ask you something? Yep. When I don't feel like doing any of this anymore, will you help me? Help you with what? Yeah. You know, call it quit. <laughs> Across yeah. the bridge we can count on, eh? Yeah, okay. You know, Brit would miss you. Yeah, I know. I'd probably miss you for about five minutes. <laughs> You know, you guys are the only reason I stuck around as long as I have. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about that scene and some of the expressions on Ray's face and some of the, maybe the internal thought process that's going on with Ray here. When Brucey asks him, you know, basically, will you help me in my life? You see kind of on Ray's face this, not that it's maybe crossing his mind for the first time, but the reality that Bruce isn't going to be around probably for much longer, uh, that the disease is going to keep progressing. And you you see sort of that realization of it's going to get to a point eventually where you know, things are going to get worse and worse and worse. And my, my brother who is other than maybe Brit and at this point, Allie, my brother is really the only family that I have. And I get as a quick aside, you know, we can, we can see, I think that Ray is really starting to consider Allie maybe as family. Uh, Like, like we talked about in previous episode, the level of, of vulnerability that he shared with her Uh, isn't going to be really shared with anybody else. Maybe with a possible exception, but again, like I said, not, he probably wouldn't show that level of vulnerability. Maybe with Gary, because I think he and Gary have been lifelong friends. 
uh, and, and that's what we're starting to, I, I think that they, they went all the way back maybe to elementary school and have known each other since then, that type of thing. We also see the, uh, the actor who plays Brucey, which I think his name is uh, Nicholas Kasim or something like that. Anyway, you know, he, during this whole time, he looks over and is watching Brittany play out in the yard and you, you really get that sense of he just, he loves her. He loves that little girl almost as if she were his child. So we see two, uh, you know, again, that closeness with Ray and with Bruce. And when he says, you know, if it wasn't for you guys, I would have, you know, I would have checked out a long time ago. You know, that's again, another thing that kind of hits, kind of hits Ray. And it's, it's that thing too, you know, where in previous episodes where Bruce has had some, some problems, maybe with getting up or getting around. And if Brittany's around, she is always able to sort of lift him out of any type of low sadness. I don't even want to say self-pity, but uh, because Bruce, I don't, I don't think his character really is more of like, he doesn't have a lot of self-pity. He is just tired of of what he's having to live with. And he knows that there is, there basically is no hope for him. There's no getting off this ride that he's on. Also, one other thing that we'll talk about here real quick, and that is some of the sound design of, of the show just in general. But a lot of times you'll notice, you'll hear birds in the background. You'll hear maybe a car going by. And so if, if you, noticed in this last clip that we played you heard like a car or a motorcycle or something going by in the distance and I a lot of other shows I think in that moment you would have had no other sound you might have had birds or something some natural sounds but they would have not allowed the cars going by and so just to give maybe more weight to the to to the uh, to the moment but what I think this does is it helps to ground you sort of in reality you know, a lot of times with this show, when I'm recording, especially here at the house, you know, an airplane or something flies over and, you know, you can hear the, the, the engine and stuff. And I think what I like about kind of some of the sound design here is you do hear sounds from the natural world around them that, that these are the sounds that the characters there would, would actually be hearing. So, all right, let's go ahead and we'll move on to the next scene. In the next scene, we see there's a guy and he's brushing his teeth. He's a young guy, probably in his late 20s, maybe mid 30s, I guess, something like that. Ray comes over and the guy opens the door and he's like, oh, hi, Ray. Turns out this guy owes them some money. And Ray's like, well, do you do you got the money? And he's like, no, I'm going to have to get it to you on uh, on Wednesday and then Ray's like, ah, well, I'm going to have to give you a bit of a touch-up, meaning he's going to have to kind of knock him around a bit, kind of give him a bit of a beating. And the guy who is, uh, we find out he's an actor, and he's like, well, I've, you know, not in the face because, you know, I've, I've got these uh, this audition season right now, and, you know, I, basically I can't be get beat up. And then he's like, well, I can get you I can get you the money on Wednesday. And then, like I said, you know, Ray's like, well, I got to give you a touch up. And he's like, well, why? Wednesday's only two days away. And he's like, well, I, yeah, I know what Wednesday is. The guy's like, oh, okay, you know, so he's going to kind of have to allow himself to be sort of roughed up a bit. And they hear a noise upstairs. Ray immediately takes out a gun and 
the guy whose name is Jason says, no, 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 wait, it's just my, it's just my mom. It's just my mom. So his mom comes down, they meet and she's like, well, I'm going to make it myself a cup of would you guys like some, meaning she's going to make a cup of tea and Ray's like, well, sure. And the whole time Ray has this ukulele that he picked up off of the, off of a bookshelf and the guys, and he was going to hit Jason with it. And then Jason's like, oh, you know, don't use that uke, please, because that's my nan gave me that, my grandmother. And he's like, all right, all right. So they end up, uh, it, it kind of, in between that scene, it cuts to another scene and Ray and the mom and Jason are sitting there and they're talking, having some tea. And she's, you know, just kind of doing chit chat stuff about where she lives. And there's a sense of community there and she likes it. And Ray's, you know, very, Ray's cordial and Harry's on a, uh, carries on a conversation with her. And then she's like, oh, well, I've got to go. And then, and then Jason is like, oh, uh, that's, that's right, Ray. I've got a I've got to pick up my sister off work. My mom and I do. And then Ray just kind of stares at him. And then he's, uh, and then Jason says, Oh, uh, you know what, mom, Ray and I got to, uh, go over some, some lines for a rehearsal for an audition. And she's like, Ooh, another one. And so as she goes to the door, Ray pops up and he's like, Oh, let me get that door for you, love. And he opens up the door, uh, which again goes back to and shows, you know, the, the thing, like how that guy Peter in previous episode, the the anger management guy, was trying to paint Ray as sort of a misogynist. And I, I really don't, Ray is not that. He's a lot of things, but he is not that. So he opens the door for her, and uh, she goes out, and she's like, oh, you know, and uh, um, he was like, good to meet you. And she's like, oh, yeah, nice to meet you too. Oh, yeah, and break a leg, you know, like giving him the, the good luck for the audition stuff. And he's like, oh, I will. And so Ray turns around. And then the guy's there and he's like, just please, not, you know, not, not my veneers. I just spent eight grand on veneers. And so, of course, Ray's like, all right. And then he, bam, he just punches him right in the teeth. <laughs> and, and the guy's like, oh, God, ow, ow, ow. And he's like, I got the money. I'll give you the money. So he walks over and he, he gives, ends up giving Ray the money, which is probably, it looks like, you know, maybe three four $4,000 or something like that. You know, I don't know how much it was, but it's, it's a, a pretty good stack of bills. So it could have, you know, something like that. And so Ray is like, you know, why the fuck didn't you just give me the money when I ask you for it? And he's like, well, I'm going out to L.A. for pilot season out there. And then Ray's like, no, you're not. And then Ray, he had, he had laid the ukulele down on the couch. And so Ray runs up, grabs the ukulele, and then he goes to, he's got it raised up, and he's going to smack uh, Jason right in the head with it. And that's when it cuts. So that and that is the end of the episode. Uh, so again, we're we're seeing that there are some comedic elements, you know, thrown in. So I uh, again, I've, I'm kind of changing my tune on the dark comedy thing. There are uh, lots of comedic moments, and then how a lot of these people interact with Ray, especially if he's there to collect money from him. You know, there, there's there's definitely comedic elements in that. So anyway. That is it for the show. And then next week, I think I will maybe try and do maybe four episodes. I don't know if I will drop a show on Saturday. I, I may wait, uh, depending on kind of what I can get edited and everything. Uh, like I said, today, the day that I'm recording this is actually Sunday. And what I'd like to do is get all these recorded and uploaded and uh, to the server and then spaced out and scheduled so that they can they can drop for you guys uh, so other than that uh, I think we'll draw the show to a close 
Hope you guys are enjoying this stuff. I Like I said, I would love to hear from you, whether you maybe call up the voicemail and just give me a quick shout out or a quick hello, like, you know, I'm, uh, you know, this is Steve from, you know, Dallas or something like that. How you doing? That type of thing. The voicemail number is area code 206-745-2731. The email, if you want to send me a quick email and just, you know, give me a quick shout out or something like that or a quick hello, or uh, if you want to record some audio, you can go ahead and do that and send that to me at thearmedape at gmail.com. All one word, thearmedape at gmail.com. All right, my beautiful, beautiful monkeys and my fellow travelers, I will talk to you guys next time.